Publisher's Note Ukraine became independent from the USSR in August 1991. Reports of vote rigging in the 2004 presidential election, allegedly won by Viktor Yanukovych, led to the Orange Revolution, and Viktor Yushchenko became president. Yanukovych was, however, victorious in the 2010 elections. Owing to a lack of growth mired by corruption in Ukraine, Yanukovych sought economic ties with both Russia and the European Union. On November 21, 2013, the Ukrainian government suspended negotiations on the EU Association Agreement. This agreement called for closer trade links, political and economic reform, and the release of ex-Prime Minister Yulia Tymoshenko, who was imprisoned in 2011 on charges believed to be politically biased. Russia opposed the agreement and threatened to impose harsh trade restrictions on Ukraine and to increase gas prices if it were signed. Kyiv, Central, and Western Ukraine are more pro-European. The East is predominantly pro-Russian. The South is a mix of pro-European and pro-Russian. The Maidan protests, described in these pages, involve a diverse group of anti-government protesters, political parties of the opposition, and later self-defense groups set up to protect protesters from pro-government mercenaries. The main opposition parties are Batkivshina, center-right, Tymoshenko's party, led by Arseniy Yatsenyuk, Udar, centrist, led by Vitaly Klitschko, Svoboda, right-wing, led by Ole Tyanibak, and groups which emerged during the revolution, such as Pravi Sektor, far-right nationalist, led by Dmitro Yarosh. Yakunovich's party, the party of regions, the ruling party as these diaries begin, is made up of various groups with different ideological and political views, ranging from centrist to pro-Russian. Preface. When nothing in particular happens in the life of a man and his country, the man might believe his existence to be stable and eternal. In fact, that life, where time is measured in career changes, in the purchases of new houses or cars, in family gatherings, in weddings and divorces, truly is stable. The man who lives in one of the world's hot spots or who simply lives next to an active volcano has a different view of time. The worth of each day, each hour experienced, proves infinitely greater than that of a peaceful week. When you live next to a volcano, real or metaphorical, the day is filled with so many events that it proves physically impossible to remember them all. These events inevitably end up in the history books, sometimes comprising only a few lines and sometimes one or two pages. I now understand why, when I was at school, I much preferred reading the private diaries of writers or politicians who had witnessed history to reading actual history books. I remember the diary of the great Russian poet Alexander Bloch, covering the years 1917 to 1918. I remember Franz Kafka's diary, and I remember in particular the diary, which I read recently in its complete version, of the famous Ukrainian filmmaker Alexander Dovshenko in which he would sing the praises of Stalin or revile the Jews and the Ukrainians just in case he was arrested and the KGB read his notebooks, so he would be able to point out these passages as proof of his loyalty to the Soviet regime.
I have kept diaries for more than 30 years. Several times, my Ukrainian editors have asked to publish them, even if only fragments of them. But until now, I have never been able to force myself to extract from these private writings anything I was ready to share with readers. And then, having been fed, been led on more than one occasion into the path of a whirlwind of history, I found myself the witness to the dramatic events that arose in November 2013 in Ukraine, events of which we have not yet seen the end. I do not know what will happen next, or what lies in store for me and my family. I only hope that everything will be all right. I am not leaving. I am not shying away from reality. I live each day in the very center of reality. All five of us, myself, my wife Elizabeth, and our children, Gabriela, Theo, and Anton, continue to live in the same apartment, in the heart of Kiev, 500 yards from the Maidan Nezhalinovsky, Ukraine's independent square. From our balcony, we have, sm we have seen smoke rise from blazing barricades. We have heard the explosions of grenades and gunshots. Life goes on throughout all of this. Not once has it stopped. And I have recorded this life almost every day so that I can attempt now to recount it to you in detail. A life in times of revolution, a life spent waiting for war, a war that, as I write these words, seems terribly close, closer than ever.